0: So my cat is scratching away, and he uh, tried to get out the the window. Not really. He he knows he's not going to be able to get out. There's a screen up there separating, it. I have the window cracked. Uh, My two side windows in my studio, um, smallish windows that are cracked open at the top, about a foot open, and uh, he climbs up uh, usually the left window and uh, tries to... uh, Get a peek of what's out there as far as smell, and you know, being a little closer to the elements, I suppose. And um, in so doing, he bangs up my blinds a little bit. Doesn't really damage them in any way, but shakes them up a little bit, you know. And scrapes up against of his body, and it makes quite a racket. And he hangs up there. He hangs up there uh, for dear life. Uh, it's about four feet off the ground—not a huge distance. I'm not terribly worried about him. And he grabs onto that top sash and uh, peeks out in that uh, through the through the opening, you know. And um, he, he 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 does that. He hangs there for about maybe a minute, and then he's uh, starts to climb down carefully, but then ends up having to jump down uh, at about the four-foot level, like I said. So. He's, uh, chilling on the rug right now, and we're all in here. Uh, Lulu, actually, we're not all in here. Lulu is, excuse me, Lulu is, uh, is somewhere, and, um, she's got a couple different spots. She's, uh, you know, she sits in position by the... The radiator if it's on sometimes um, she'll sit by the front door look out the side lights there uh, she'll uh, sit under the table um, they both share the same food bowl um, and they both have fairly good appetites he has a huge appetite a huge appetite I go through cat food pretty quickly around these parts and I'm looking at my uh, lamp in the corner of the studio, and I'm seeing a lot of dust. You know, I got to get my I got to get my vacuum out uh, or my dust my dust cloth. I actually use the vacuum actually. Um, and I uh, want to do that. I want to just keep the place looking presentable. Um, and uh, the rest of the house, same thing goes there. Um, definitely do for dusting <laughs> and uh, vacuuming too for that matter because I've got the the cat-haired tumbleweeds uh, sticking to the corner they don't really fly around which is pretty good you know they, they kind of stick to their their own turf there in the corners um, so but I gotta get I gotta go grab them out of there and uh, you know take care of that so I got my work cut out for me. I got a little bit of laundry to do, you know? So, um... Guy, what, what, what can they possibly care about you? what you're doing? Oh, Mark. That's Mark, my sound guy. Oh, uh, well, you know, I know. I know that, and I run that risk. I run that risk. seven rings there and my radiator coming on that little clink at the end was my radiator kicking in I'm gonna do a segment about the radiator I'm gonna do a segment about my heater my hard-working furnace down in the basement it rumbles the house shakes things up not really it's actually a pretty muffled sound by the time it reaches the main level of the house the first floor Uh, It's uh, just a uh, low-grade hum, I'm going to say. A hum. And it's uh, very, very, actually very comforting. Uh, You talk about comfort food. This is comfort heat. Uh, I have the heat on. It is October. Uh, The weather is cooler. Although today, yesterday, I should say, um, it's uh, 5.07, by the way. My clock's a little fast. Uh, it rings. Uh, you, you probably heard seven rings. I'm pretty sure you heard seven rings. It was actually eight by the time I started recording. It had already gonged one, one gong. Uh, one chime there, one, one of the chimes had already left the atmosphere by the time I hit the record button. Uh, there's my radiators again. My valves—I gotta get new valves, little valves, those little little, uh, little cartoon kind of valves at the end of your radiator, made out of made out of, made out of shimmering chrome. Uh, gotta replace those. When you hear them clink like that, they're not supposed to really do that. But I kind of like the sound; it's comforting. And my furnace is a hard worker. It's uh, gotta get—I gotta fill it with water about every two weeks. Uh, it evaporates out of the system. The water turns sort of rusty, a red rust, you know, and I pour the bucket and it's, I watch out for the cat. I make sure the cats are nowhere in sight down in the basement. Lulu has not been down in the basement since 1957. Uh, so she she's not a basement cat um, by any stretch. Very rarely, well, she does have to go down to use the litter box, I, sh- I should have said that but it's the first room coming in down in the basement. And The second room is separated by a doorway, and I doubt that she ventures beyond that doorway. She uses her, does her business, comes back up. I actually never see her really go to use the bathroom. She's like, no, she has to be going to the bathroom. Um, I try to keep up with the litter box, but uh, the furnace uh, actually warms up the basement a little bit, keeps it dry, keeps it dry. It's. Uh, it's steam heat. It's forced, forced hot water, forced steam system, closed system, and uh, it doesn't recirculate. The, the radiators only have one intake. They don't have a they don't have a return. There's no return on the radiators. It's a closed system uh, per se, and uh, the water settles back in, and then the heater kicks on, and the water steams back up. It's, uh, I spent, uh, my dad was still alive when I, uh, wrapped all of the, uh, supply lines to the radiators from emanating from the furnace. I love that word emanating, Emanate. It's got an eminence to it, doesn't it? A preeminence. Um, thanks for listening to this show, by the way. I'm glad you, you sit and stick with me as I, uh, banter on here. Uh, I ramble, I ramble, I should say. I, I mentioned banter the other day, and I, it's banter is—you need two people to banter, and I—I'm I not—I'm not—I'm uh, setting myself up to do some more interviews, hopefully down the line here. Future episodes, look out for them. Uh, but I—I uh, I ramble, I ramble. I like to ramble. I don't rant. I'm not a—I polit- don't get into politics too much. I don't rant about really much about other things. I don't really complain about other things. Even—even even the poorest coffee on my taste test, I gave a one out of five. Uh, which is a poor rating, or lowest on all of the five that I selected. I had chosen originally, um, I've changed brands since then, actually. I'm now Red Barner. I'm I'm always updating. If I find a coffee brand, it's going to supplant the other brand. I love that word, too, supplant. It's going to supplant a previous brand that I rated. So I rated Stop and Shop Hawaiian uh, the best for the money best bang for the buck, you know, the best grind, bump and grind, and uh, I bump and grind it all the way up uh, months later, discovering since that last podcast, since since about two months ago, rating, uh, man, it's probably already a longer than that, you guys would know probably maybe more than I do, uh, that uh, I now I like that red barn Upton Mass brand, it's a uh, maroon or burgundy bag with a beautiful etching style sketch, uh, very tightly drawn though, beautiful, pen and ink style. Uh, Could have been done on the computer, but it looks hand done. Of a courier and Ives sort of look to it. Of a red barn, of a barn. A barn, it's it's, uh, etched in white, which would have been black, but they reversed it out of the bag, so the bag is the dark color. And for contrast, the uh, barn is, is uh, drawn in white and it just has a very very appealing label very appealing label I, I, I go I, I'm gravitating to graphics uh, graphics can sell me in a start shopping lane I skip the cereal aisle. I, I go down the cereal aisle because I got oatmeal I got pop tarts my famous pop tarts I love my um, brown sugar cinnamon I love my my plain unfrosted strawberry I love my frosted cherry uh, Wild Cherry, I think they call it, Kellogg's Company, of Battle Creek, Michigan, uh, Captain Kangaroo special, if you all remember that show, with uh, Bob Keeshan and Mr. Green Jeans and the Dancing Bear and Did You Bring the Chicken, 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 when they go on a picnic in the studio. CBS late 50s, early 60s style Uh, I'm watching it on our black and white set in in Woodlawn, Rhode Island. And uh, so, but getting back to the furnace, you know, Lily's back upstairs from her litter box usage. Uh, But Kane is the basement boy. He likes the the ironing board. I told you in the previous podcast, he goes down the ironing board. Uh, There's a black T-shirt on the ironing board that is full of his... Beautiful little white fur that he leaves behind. It's all matted down, and uh, I got to shake that puppy off outside, vacuum it somehow, uh, and put that through the laundry. Uh, they're clean cats. I love my cats. They, they, they're fastidious, licking themselves a lot. She's really licking herself a lot. He's not a big licker, but he does he does do preen himself. I got to give him credit for that. Um, I'm putting my cigarette out repeatedly. It's already been out, and I'm still patting, I'm still patting, uh, pouncing on the little cigarette butt, you know, in the ashtray as I talk, just because of nervous energy. I'm going to do a podcast on nervous energy, where it gets you in life. It gets you kind of far, actually. It gets you kind of far. You don't have to be uh, hooked up on any kind of drugs to have nervous energy to propel you through the future. My furnace is still rumbling, getting back to that. Um, and My windows are cracked, that's the main thing I wanted to tell you, just for ventilation, because I do smoke, I'm a smoker. I smoke about one an hour. Well, you know, I, I smoke about a pack a day. I'm about, just about a pack, a pack plus one or two. You know, So I'm not, I don't quite make it, you know, I, I, I like to keep it under a pack a day, but I, I'm a little bit over a pack a day, by one or two, so windows are vented open about a foot down from the top sash down and uh, I told you about my cat Kane trying to get up in the window and look out from the top sash and he climbs up and makes a racket and he stays up there for about um, two three minutes and then back down and back down he goes there's my radiator again hey can we give up with that radiator bullshit sick of you keeping it play-by-play on your radiator. All right. So, uh, as you know, that's Mark, Mark Halpern, uh, behind a uh, partial glass petition here. Not because of COVID, just the way that the studio is designed. Uh, I've got to go Old West feel going on. I've got a lot of artwork hanging around. I've got my speakers, my monitor speakers, my ADS, uh, my NAD or N-A-D, NAD amplifier. Uh, I've got a flat screen uh, for reference. I've got uh, an air conditioner I've got to take out of the studio window. It doesn't have a soundproof uh, uh, padding around the, the studio. I like ambience. Uh, generally, just the way it is working out economically right now. Um, I'm going to elaborate the studio a little more. Got a good console set up. Uh, I got a good mic set up. Um, I, I'm, I'm on my Studebaker Baker right now with the rigging coming at coming down. Uh, I'm about six inches away from the mic just so you can get a reference here. Uh, but the ambience. Uh, she's shaking her collar. She's cleaning herself. Shaking herself. Being a neat Little Girl by Lulu and you know my names, my cats Lulu and Kane uh, they cohabit pretty good, you heard a flare up on the last podcast, if you listen to that did you listen to that podcast people? y'all uh, y'all tuned in here and uh, they uh, they get their flare ups, they're probably gonna have uh, I don't know four, four of them Four of those flare-ups by the time the day's out, maybe five, maybe even six. But spaced out enough where it's not a problem and it's actually kind of entertaining. As long as they don't hurt themselves, um, as long as she doesn't hit her head hit, running on furniture or him, uh, him hitting himself, uh, then we're doing okay. And she runs into the next room. And you know, literally less than a minute later, she's back on my lap. Maybe it takes a couple minutes for her to decompress, you know. And then he's off to some, somewhere else. He's off to, to his food bowl and whatever cats do, you know. So for the most part, in aggregate, I must say, they get along fairly well. They get along fairly well. There's a detente. There's a mad attitude, a mutual assured destruction. So they, uh, they, they lay low. Uh, they play it cool. Uh, as my dad would say, play it cool, guy. I, I will, Dad. God rest your soul. In heaven, I love you very much. And Ma, too. And, um, and uh, you know, I, I, uh, I want to just gravitate back, by, kick you back to my original story back, a storyline of the furnace. The furnace has to be filled. Like I said, every two weeks, it's a rust-colored water. It's, it comes out hot. The cats aren't anywhere to be found. So I make sure that not anywhere near the bucket. I empty, in the, empty the water out. And then I empty that simply in the set tub. Uh, and then I fill, of course, got to make sure you fill that furnace. When you fill the furnace, make sure that you shut the water off. Don't leave that furnace running. I've got a story to tell you. That is uh, my cousin Andy. They get home from nice little ride up in Vermont, they, they spent it overnight and they come back and uh, Andy's son, his adopted son, great kid, uh, just by mistake, went to fill the furnace per Andy's instructions to kick the system on and uh, went upstairs and left it running down the basement and left the water running, of course, and then what happens, the cellar flooded, uh, the cellar flooded four feet of water, four feet feet of water in the basement. It was a disaster. Uh, I think it was something like that. It might've been just a foot, but it seemed like it was four feet. Uh, Everything was was just totally saturated and wet. They had, they came home, they got home, and what do you know, that's what happened. They just found out what, what happened down there, and then, uh, when I called Andy to see how everything made out, uh, that's when he told me what happened. And I headed over, and they had stuff outside the front, the front of the house already to get picked up. That was just gone, and it was some of the stuff that was actually personal things and belongings that they had stored a foot or lower, uh, one foot or lower in the basement, and the, the water just uh, well, just did its number on that. So that's the end of my segment. That's uh, Mr. Mantle going right there, just giving me a reminder. Thank you, Mr. Mantle, for that reminder. You're always on the ball. You don't miss a trick. I'm here in the bathroom. Uh, You may notice my voice is slightly different, less booming. Less presence to my voice, uh, it's a little echoey, and that's my bathroom acoustics. I might decide to do my podcast, my fu- all my future podcasts from my bathroom. Kind of like the echo, it's kind of cool. Um, and the girl is shaking her collar, she's right here on the bathtub, and uh, she's not in the water, the, the bathtub's empty, of course, and she just got off and headed out to the kitchen area. And uh, basically she is uh, she is... there she goes. Okay, now she's heading back out. I'm giving you the play by play. And that's about it from my bathroom. Hi, this is Buckle's Brain again for an experimental segment where we talk about Branigan X you smoke Brandigan X, you're smoking the Old West. How's that? I wanted to use that for a, for a tag. They didn't let me. We had meetings, I have a lot of influence in those meetings, obviously, it bears my name, the brand. For a taste of the Old West, try Brandigan X. I thought that was good, but they didn't really like it. Right now, we're without any real kind of motto or slogan. Uh, right now we're kinda in, in the middle of that, figuring that out. We're gonna figure it out soon. We're just on a partial release of our brand. It's, uh, you can find it in Connecticut, you can find it in New York City at Dunhill store, among other fine leather products, and quality overnight stay, uh, luggage products, you find at those stores. You're going to find cigars, a nice array. Look for the red and gold label with the big X in the middle of the label and an oval label with slight, slight embellishments and beveling to the to the label. It's one of the most. Uh, it's, a, it's an incredible uh, ring for a uh, cigar, a cigar ring, and uh, it's one of the better looking ones, if not the best looking cigar ring. It's about an inch and a quarter tall, a little smaller on the Petitellas. Uh Going to be coming out with a canned cigarette, 20-pack, cig- cigarette, a cigar, and uh, we call them minis. They're going to be out uh, in December, just in time for the holidays. You may want to just get that for a stock and stuffer, stock and stuffer. Speaking of stockings, I had some good leggings on when I took my horse out the other day because it was kind of chilly down in South Fork. I'm here in Pawtucket with Guy, uh, broadcasting you live in our minds, uh, as we always say. Mr. Mantle's going to chime in about 10 minutes to let us know to finish this segment up. And uh, that's going to be our reminder. Uh, actually, coming up in about five minutes, we'll be having to wrap this segment up, because Mr. Mantle decides all. He decides all, but it gives me enough time to talk about South Fork. And uh, I wanted to tell you about Mr. Morgan at the, uh, Mr. Mr. Miller at the Morgan Bank. Mr. Miller at the Morgan Bank, who was the president of the bank. He was installed there in 1870. His tenure ran all the way up to 1878. He worked with the assayer, the assayer in town, and uh, it's uh, this story is about Pearson Pierce Box Canyon. What's in the Box Canyon just beyond? There's a little cave indent and a homemade mine that goes into the strata the cliffside of that beautiful canyon. Picture an arid landscape or semi arid with some sagebrush, occasional greenery, picture lizards, picture rattlers. You had to watch out with some rattlesnake we had a rash of rattlesnake bites that happened in town. That happened outside of South Fork, in South Fork. There was a plague, there was a plague, there was a biblical plague. had about four snake bites, four or five of them, all on the same day and had to be treated by Dr. Burroughs. And uh, he had to just uh, make sure that these people were gonna come out of his place with a clean bill of health. So he, uh, he, I don't know how he did it. Did he suck out the venom? I don't think so, but he did some other methods. He used some modern, modern methods. And, uh, but that was plaguing us on the on the, on the Pearson run. And let me tell you about the Pearson Canyon deal. Uh, we have a uh, canyon that's a box canyon. It's called Pearson. And uh, it is a beautiful, beautiful place, like I said. and. Uh, the cave was, the, the, the mine was dug into the, the, we found out the gold vein was running into the, uh, as opposed to outside of, alongside of, uh, in a lateral way, it was more uh, perpendicular to the elevation of the uh, of the uh, canyon the sidewall, if you could picture that. And a beautiful multicolor uh, effect appears the canyon, by the way. The the glint of the, the, I love that word, the glint of the the light hitting that on the first uh, early summer day is just to behold, it's just beautiful. I I made it a fancy to to just dig into that cliffside and find uh, streaks of gold, you know, streaks of gold. And uh, we dug that out and I had, my first hit was 5,000 next one, about a month later, we had to come back. We had I had some business in town. I had not yet uh, dug in too deep, and uh, wasn't too apparent for any drive-bys, but people really didn't come in through that canyon to get into South Fork. They took more of the horse trails outside of that area. Uh, there's a big contrast in the land. It changes all of a sudden to a tree-lined uh, horse trails. and. Uh, there's about three main trails coming into South Fork from the west. There's a main trail coming in from the south. There's another trail that runs parallel to the Rio Grande that comes in sideways into town, kind of like at the edge of town. There's almost a little separate skyline to the town on the other side. But it's a town that's only got about 90 people in it, so it doesn't have a big population, not a lot of critical mass, not a lot of critical mass. Uh, The dance hall at any given uh, Saturday night is more like, uh, you know, there's just barely enough to do the square dance couples. Uh, Later on in the 30s, they did the Jitterbug that came into place, you know, the, the, the Lindy, the Lindsay. And the Lindy, the Lindy dance, that came into fashion. with the Jitterbug was, was famous, you know, and the shuffle. Jitterbug shuffle and the get along, hoop along Cassidy songs, you know, all those kind of things. All the great crooners came into play. Had some great singers that did some live acts for that, for that dance hall. And, uh, you know, that was fun Saturday night, but uh, you'd be lucky if you get uh, four or five couples Dancing in the middle there, and uh, people kind of like uh, wallflowers hanging out around this side, you know, uh, like, like the high school prom, you know, like the high school prom. But the Pearson Canyon strike uh, made it really rich with the fifty thousand on the next hit, about a month later, like I said, and uh, it was awesome. It was awesome. I lost it all at, in card games. i sloppy like that forgive me I ask you for your support and I thank you for these supporting these podcasts by sharing them and subscribing it's wonderful the guy certainly appreciates it he's away right now but he's going to be back very very soon instantly actually in an instant he told me he would not be alone I was going to send him out to get a Branigan X but it was kind of a far ride We're going to try to make it more convenient for you to get those cigars. Look for the beautiful, almost red sheen to our wrappers, very, very, very sheeny. Got a little bit of an oily uh, texture, oily finish to, uh, not too though, just nice, nice moist looking finish to our, our wrapper, Connecticut wrapper. And it's got a nice shade, a reddish shade, but not too dark, not too dark. And it's got the Honduran, Honduran Filler. Uh, Filler is just a Honduran uh, quality. We we had to, it took us months to select the best shade grown tobacco to fill that with. And we use the, uh, imported into Honduras for the rollers, Uh, the great team of rollers we have. There's the clock, Mr. Mantle. Hold on, boy, I'll be back. We'll, we'll wrap. We'll wrap this up. We'll make this quick. And uh, so they, they got the wrappers and they, rally, they roll them at the right the right tightness. Nothing worse than an over rolled or tightly rolled cigar, over tight. You know, not good, not good. So thank you. That was Mr. Mantle reminding me to wrap this up. And I want to thank you for letting me uh, sit in on this segment. There's guy coming in the door. Hi guy, how are you? Hi Buckles, how are you? Why don't you just stay there and you can do this next segment on morning ruminations. The sun's uh, the sun's poking its way up. Uh, are you sure about that? I'm positive. I think you should I think you should do this next segment. I really do. Yeah, what about mark mark don't worry about mark i'm fine mark's good we're just good. we'll sit back here i'm going to sit i'm not going to sit in the close chair over there by the mic all right i guess i can come over there hold on he's coming over here all right how's this all right i'll i'll sit and guide you i'll guide you through morning ruminations you know about my morning ruminations right I do. It's a segment that you want to make every other episode, apparently. Yeah, I did say every other episode. but It's probably every third episode. Uh, maybe gonna garner more frequency in future in future episodes. Well, this segment is entitled "Morning Ruminations." Did you hear, guy? Earlier, uh, broadcasting from his bathroom, he's got frosted glass. He's got a frosted glass that faces his neighbor's house. It's frosted for privacy. And the light was just coming into the bathroom there. I know when he did that podcast. How did you know? I got the door closed, didn't I? I think you had it open, guy. And you even shut the exhaust fan off for acoustic reasons. That's a dangerous situation there. It's a hazard. Shutting off your exhaust fan in your bathroom. Sorry about that. Yeah, he's sorry. Mark, Mark doing his shout voice. Yeah, that's Mark. Mark, you're 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 a credit to your engineering race. You are, you are, you do a good job behind the console there, keeping this podcast on an even keel, to use a nautical, nautical reference, we don't have a lot of nautical in South Fork, we've got more of a, uh, more of a uh, river scene with the Rio Grande, the Rio Grande, aren't you going to be, I thought you were going to be doing uh, morning ruminations, all right, morning ruminations, morning ruminations. Let's see. How did Guy do that? He starts off by talking about looking out his window. I guess that's the observation point you start at. I'm going to look at his floor. No, I'm just, I like your floors, by the way. Yeah, I had those refinished uh, years ago. Come back to the mic, guy. I had those uh, refinished years ago. Um, all right, I'm sitting down with you here. All right, well, I see uh, a grayish light coming through the windows. I see the light shining through the emptiness of the trees, still green and verdant in uh, mid-October here. It's the 15th of October. And uh, we got uh, very close to Halloween. We're going to do a special Halloween uh, segment i didn't know we were going to do a Halloween segment buckles i didn't plan on it i didn't might not even do anything on Halloween uh, not that I got anything against the holiday in fact, I want to decorate the house a little bit more than I usually do I want to go beyond taking out the cardboard skeleton stuff stuffed up in the closet and the uh the the, the lighted little jack o lanterns the string of them, about eight of them, on a straw on a string. I seen those; they're, they're adorable. They're adorable, but I think you might want to make a trip to your CVS store and pick up a little bit more of the Halloween enjoy, uh little uh, tchotchkes, to decorate your house, and make sure you get enough chocolate and candies to leave out on the stoop during COVID. Yeah, I know we got to do it a little bit differently this year, don't we? I'm going to see how that pans out. People wearing the masks under masks. That should be interesting. hope they can breathe okay. I remember when we used to go trick-or-treating down South Fork and go house-to-house there, and uh, we'd have to have our UNICEF boxes with us too, and uh, we'd trick-or-treat. My plastic mask would pinch my ears. It hurt the string, would hurt the back of my neck, and your, your nose would drip and get all sticky. And it would be pinched by the plastic holes through the nose of the cheap, cheap, uh, cheap uh, uh, monster man masks like a Frankenstein. You know, I like those old-fashioned Halloween uh, ornamental uh, masks and the cheap, uh, cheap, uh, silky kind of cheap suit that just uh, was thread-borne already by the time you got to the first house. You know. Uh, I miss those kind of feelings. I do. I got a hankering for old-time feelings of Halloween, Christmas, Easter. My mom used to put out the Easter basket in the morning. We'd get up at like 2 in the morning to look at it all on the table. It was one big basket for all six kids, you know, with the chocolate bunnies in there and the jelly beans and the the bigger Easter eggs and the big chocolate, religious eggs with the cross on it that were delicious. I wish I could still find those in stores. There was a drugstore here in Pawtucket, Howell Smith, Howell Smith that went, uh, went out of business uh, when I was visiting as a kid. And, uh, but you know, I'm an 18, um, I was born in 1866, 60, 1836, in New York City, and folks moved us down to South Fork. You know that story. When I was three days old, moved out of New York. I don't remember. My memory doesn't serve me on that one. And uh, Halloween, great. So the morning, morning ruminations continuing, getting off track like God does. Uh, the sun, the sun's getting a little stronger. It's starting to get a pinkish light. Oh, it's really pretty here in Pawtucket. little pinkish light. Reminds me of Texas sky a little bit right now. And a lot of times it don't, but this time it does. And uh, the pink is kind of coming out and emanating through the back of the tree at a slightly higher level than the pink level uh, in the main part of the sky off to the right side. I'm looking out mainly out of the right side studio window here. And the, the colors are starting to come into phase. Uh, got almost a little bit of a hint of the green of the, of the pre-fall uh, trees here. Still, like I said, verdant with green and leaves, leaves on them. There's an occasional leaf that falls lonely-like down on my lawn, on Guy's lawn here in the front of the studio. And uh, he's... Uh, He's getting ready to do his next segment, so we're going to quit out of morning ruminations. We're going to quit. The cats are nowhere to be found. He's probably upstairs. She's probably by a radiator somewhere on the main floor, but I don't see her. I'm looking in that direction. Guy's cats are nowhere to be found. Guy's cats are nowhere to be found. And I want to thank you for having me, Guy. Thanks, Buckles, so much for helping us out. And don't ever spy on me while I'm in the bathroom. Please, please don't. Okay, guy, you're getting up again. Uh, Thank you. I'm going to beat the clock here, beat Mr. Mantle before he gets a chance to chime. So y'all, y'all have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. I'll just say that. I'll just say that oh the sound of the dentist drill Um, I'm not going to recreate it here I could easily call up that sound effect and uh, I do have some access on my console here but I'm not going to do that because I don't want to scare you away it's a high-pitched sound ultra high-pitched sound Beyond the sound sound of the dentist drill, nothing worse than that. I uh, my clock might decide to go off early. We may have to make this segment. Uh, Mr. Mantle might decide to chime before I could get midway through this. But I want to talk about our trips to Samuel Samuel Dentist. Dr. Samuel, is it Dr. Samuel, or the Samuel, not Samuel Clement, not Samuel Slater, just the Samuel Dentist Building and part of the Rhode Island Hospital campus. The building still stands right by the side of 95. You can see it as you drive through Providence. Red brick building, classical style, like a high school, looks like a high school a el- large elementary school, but it's not. Uh, and my dad would get us all in the station wagon. You know, we'd be in Woodlawn, and we'd leave our Woodlawn driveway, head down Main Street, get on the highway to Providence, take that Eddy Street exit, you know, turn off the exit, take that right, pull in left there at Rhode Island Hospital Campus, and, another right into the parking lot of Samuel Dentist Samuel Building and uh, it's still there like I said I think it might even be called the Samuel Building it's cool when things stay around hang around for you you know it's cool when you revisit these places everything seems small but that dentist chair was pretty big and that uh, you slinked in it you know you slinked and they were team, uh, back then a team, the building's not used as a dentist building, I do not believe it is, it might be, I really should have my facts in order, but, uh, and this, so that building is, is still there, but uh, we'd walk up the stairs, and my dad would have us all in queue, and the oldest went first. Typically, uh, or did the youngest go first? Probably because the patience of the older per- older kid was a little greater than the younger kid. Nikki and Claude, so they would go later. and Paul, although Paul and I were grouped a lot, it was mostly Pierre and I together. And Renee, of course, would go first. Um, we'd get it. We'd be victims just for about a half an hour while the team of Korean doctors—I meant to say—they were all Korean. They were, some of them were students. And I gotta say, I'm sorry, but they were painful dentists. It was a painful experience. I guess our teeth needed a lot of work, you know, growing, growing enamel. We, we, we had our share of candy, and I think my dad made a point of us going to regular dental checkups, and I'm glad he did. He saved our teeth. My dad saved our teeth. But it may have been on the insistence On the insistence, perseverance of my mom. Because my mom was diligent about things like that. A lot of the unimportant things she put aside, and the important things came to front. They definitely came to front with my mom, Lucille. And my dad Bert, Bertrand, Bertrand, Lucille. My dad would be the one that drove. My mom did not drive growing up could do a podcast about my mom's wanting to have a car. And uh, one of the unpleasant things about our life was my mom carrying on about not having a car and not having the mobility of my dad. Uh, Was she jealous of my dad? No. Was she envious? That's a stronger word. No. Definitely not. Um, But she pined. I love that word, pined. I love a lot of words, and that's what I do. And she pined, not opined, she pined to, uh, you're gonna say that one more time, guy? Yeah, I'll say it one more time. She pined to get in a car and get away, get away. Cause she had a household of eight, including herself, a loud howling dog. Bade at the moon. There's a story of her on a Halloween night. My mom in the kitchen said it was one of the happiest nights of her life when she heard our dog, Winston, bay like a distant coyote in the woods. You know, she bayed, he bayed. Winston was a he-dog, that's for sure. If there's any he-dog out there, it's Winston, our Duke of Darlington dog. Growing up in Darlington And my brothers and sisters Listening to this uh, Whenever they do Listen to it My brother Pierre's probably Maybe listening to this In his car Because he's coming home From work You know He does other Listens to other things On the way in He says I can't really give you Any time on your podcast To listen to your podcast guy On the way in But on the way out I can On the way home I can So I'm sure he's going to listen to one of these podcasts, maybe not this one. If a tree falls in the forest, does anyone hear it? Does it make a sound? If a tree falls in the forest, does it make a sound? Yes, it does. Of course, it makes a sound. But we don't hear it. No one's around. So it may as well not have happened. It may as well not have happened. But what did happen was my mom would let my dad take us to the dentist upon her Treatises, entreaties, I always have trouble with that word, although no, that's one of my favorite, that's on my favorite list, on the second page, <laughs> that's that sinister laugh I like to do that my cousin Andy trademarked when he was alive, he passed away, he passed away in 2015, at too young of an age too young of an age, he was 55, because he was born five days before me, here's our connection. I should definitely do a podcast on that, I'm putting my cigarette out repeatedly, it's been out a minute ago, I'm still pounding it in the ashtray as I talk to you, not that you need to know about my smoking habits, um, but uh, Andy was great, and uh, my friend, he was a best friend growing up, we had that relationship one of the few cousins that really bonded together and hung around and did things. You know, we, we shared a lot of experiences. We got into trouble together, you know? Although we were pretty good. We, se- we certainly weren't angels. We are no angels. That's an Allman Brothers song. That's a Greg Allman song. You know? Penned by Greg, definitely. Um, I don't think it's a Dicky Betts song. Andy liked Dickie Betts, but we met him backstage once, and the guy was a pure... pure pure dick. He must have been having a bad day, but he shook hands with Greg, and it was like the best day of his life to meet his hero, Greg Allman. You know, mine's Jerry. Mine's Jerry Garcia. Alright, we have Buckles just left, by the way. Uh, Buckles has left the building. Buckles has left the building, folks. I repeat, Buckles has left the building. He's, uh, He's on his way down to South Fork. He's getting on a plane He's gonna take that jet plane down to South Fork. Yeah, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do my rest of my segment. If Mr. Mantle lets me, if he gives us enough time, it doesn't chime. I'm gonna do buckles. And, uh, that's about all I can do with buckles. I'm gonna end my buckles right now. I don't wanna wear out my welcome here, certainly not. So I think we had a good segment, I think it was a good a good uh, episode we're going to be putting together for you with this one. Uh, I haven't put it together yet, but by the time you hear it, of course it will be put together. I might shuffle some things in out of order, I think I'm going to keep it pretty chronological. I'm going to keep it pretty lo- chronological. My sister-in-law Janet was on our last episode, the last segment of the last episode. Uh, that you may have heard. And she was with the GM people on the phone trying to work out an arrangement for me to pay off my my loan return on my uh, Chevrolet Equinox 2019 model. It was a missed gold mist. Missed. I miss that vehicle. I love that car. That was one of my favorite cars. SUV and Chevrolet makes, you know, to be more specific. So I do miss that vehicle. And it's... <laughs> Going to the wind, as far as I'm concerned. And um, right now, I'm transportationless, and I'm not, not even living in Manhattan. Excuse me. I'm living in Pawtucket. So, you need a car in Pawtucket. It's a commuter kind of town. You a it's a shuffle around town in a car. A lot of people are just doing their business in the cars, but I do see a lot of people walking. I must have about 50 people that walk by the house uh, during the day. That's spread out during the day, uh, you know, maybe not quite that much, 30. Going by with the carriage stroller or the dogs, a lot of dog walkers. I'd love to see a cat walker. I'd love to see a cat walker. That would be awesome. But there's no real cat walkers in this neck of the woods. You got the dog walkers. You got the, the, the boys coming down, you know, up to, up to no good. No, they're all good kids. They're all good kids. And they're just walking by and back and they're making a little bit of noise. That's okay though, boys will be boys, you know? You're all saying. Uh, There's groups of girls, you know, and they're a little, little loud too. You know, they're a little loud too, these generation, you know? This punk generation, what are you gonna? Now, I'm not doing buckles anymore. I'm not gonna do them. I don't wanna rear out his welcome. We like the timbre of his voice. We like uh, what he has to say. He had some good things to say, uh, some bad things to say on this. Now he was pretty good. He had some overall good things to say to us uh, on this show and uh, on these previous shows. And we're gonna have him back on a regular basis, either via satellite or, you know, we're gonna do a Skype. Maybe I, I don't like the quality of Skype. Not a big fan of it. Um, we're trying to ramp up to do it direct with the anchor system. I want to work within the parameters of Anchor. Try to be a good, loyal customer. Um, And I hope you're a good, loyal customer to these podcasts. Let's just end it it this way. Again, thanking you. Buckles, thank you. He always makes it a point to modestly and humbly. And uh, thank you for your listenership, for your listener-tude. I thank you. And words can't describe how great it is to have you as an audience to these podcasts so good day to all good day to all